You're listening to episode three of Chirps, a St. Louis Cardinals podcast for Birds on the Black. He's Alex, I'm Tara, and this is our in-depth analysis on the return of the Powder Blues. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Chirps. This is episode three. So thank you from us to you for joining us for the last couple of weeks. I hope you're all enjoying it. I know that I am enjoying it. Alex, it's Thanksgiving weekend. And I don't know about you, but I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that this year is almost over. um, Because it seems like we, we just got started talking about the 2018 team or the year as a whole. And uh, now it's almost over. <laughs> it is, yeah. Like Christmas feels like it's right around the corner. I guess it is right around the corner, so that's why that's why it feels that way. So yeah, soon soon it's it's only a matter of time till I'm going to start seeing all those annoying like countdowns until pitchers and catchers report. Right, right. It's coming sooner than it feels right now. But the holidays are always sort of when it feels like we should really start looking for off-season news to ramp up. Uh, so far, not so much. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure you can judge based on the title. We've planned an entire show around talking about baseball fashion. So the hard news <laughs> hasn't really happened yet. But uh, I don't know, maybe waiting for the Cardinals to do something is becoming a holiday tradition? <laughs> well, I think everyone, uh, every fan base feels this way right now. You know, last year, it, like the winter meetings were a total dud last year. And I think the company line at the time was that all these teams were saving up for this next year's, uh, free, the next year's free agency crop, um, which is now this year. Um, and so if the you know, the winter meetings come and go and there's still not much action, then I think we can all decide um, or conclude that, hey, that was kind of a bunch of crap. And really, this is all about um, maybe teams teams waiting each other out to see how much they can. Uh, and this is a whole nother rabbit hole, but see how much, you know, they can suppress the free agent, free agent market, you know, see, you, you know, I'm not going to throw out like a word like collusion or anything like that, but I don't know. Um, what the Phillies said the other day, though, what, the, what their owner say? He said something to the effect of, I'm not only going to spend, I'm going to spend stupidly. So that's an encouraging sign. Um, so who knows? Maybe, maybe uh, pretty soon this will all start to get interesting. Yeah, hopefully we'll get some interesting baseball news. But the interesting news of this week well, interesting can take on a lot of meanings as it pertains to uh, the Cardinals announcement on Monday about the sort of return, perhaps reintroduction of the powder blue jerseys. I think most of us guessed based on the marketing leading up to this all 10 days of it, that this is what we were going to get out of the announcement. Um, I got to be honest, when Alex suggested that we talk about this on the show, I I wasn't sure that I had a whole lot to say about it. And then I saw them, and all of a sudden, I had so many thoughts. Um, but Alex, I guess the first question is: Did you actually flip at the announcement? <laughs> I did not. I didn't even watch it until about halfway through, uh, just because I was at work and I was like, "Fine, you win. I'll, I'll tune in and watch this." <laughs> and you know, Ozzy Smith was talking about something and and whatnot. Um, you know, the the tease for it wasn't discreet enough i think within five minutes everyone had an idea 
what the announcement was going to be, just not like the extent in terms of like, one, what they would look like, how often they would be wearing them and so forth. So I don't know. I, I think my question is, and I mean this as neither praise uh, nor criticism, but do all teams do this? Meaning, do all teams have like uh, announcements for a simple uh, new uniform, alternate uniform with all these kind of bells and whistles and like have like a press conference um, with, you know, like Mosaic was there. Um, you, uh, I, I, you know, Ozzy Smith, you know, that, that's kind of his job to show up to those things. Um, but do you know, do, do other teams do that? So I don't know about all teams. Uh, I do know that the same day that the Cardinals had this grand announcement, the Cleveland Indians just casually threw it out there on Twitter. Hey, we have a red jersey this year. And that was the extent of it, which I thought was hilarious, considering it followed the Cardinals announcement by like half an hour. And that's all they did. That was it. That was the extent of their announcement. A link to a, an article on their website uh, where you can see the pictures of the the red jerseys they're going to be wearing. Um, so no, I don't think that this much uh, build up, this much fanfare is necessarily normal. Although I will say, I think the Cardinals, even I'm, I tried to remember and I couldn't I don't think it was quite this much, but I was trying to remember when the Cardinals announced the home alternates uh, a few years ago. I think that was in 2013. Um, And there was a lot of concern about that coming up because people care a lot about the Cardinals look and making Uh sure that it's consistent with the Cardinals image. But I don't think I don't think there was this much buildup. And I don't know if it's because the Cardinals are are trying to generate some goodwill or if they're trying to um, kind of give fans something to talk about in the meantime while nothing is happening in the offseason. But it did seem very strange to me, for, even for the Cardinals who take things like their, their jerseys uh, and the announcement of new uniforms very seriously. It did seem like a lot of pomp and circumstance for, <laughs> for what followed. Uh, I think the... The team's Twitter account, or someone tweeted out, it may have been, uh, I don't know, Dan McLaughlin or something, like a picture of the people who, who actually went to Ballpark Village to watch. And I just remember thinking, like, God bless you people, because there's no way I would have gone to that. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, they were giving prizes away. So I guess, you know, if you're if you're in the market for a, a, a Harrison Bader signed baseball. Maybe that's why you go to that event. But, uh, you know, Cardinals fans are pretty hardcore, even in the winter. And um, there are some fans, my dad being one of them, who absolutely loves that powder blue look and that era and everything that's associated with it. Um, it was a little before me as a baseball fan. So I don't have the emotional connection to that look and to that era. So this was all a little bit weird to me um, because I don't necessarily have just this blazing hot take on the powder blues or not the powder blues, but it was all, it was all very strange. Um, But I think it goes back to the point that I sort of mentioned a moment ago in that Cardinals fans really, really care about this stuff. They care about, the tradition and the legacy, not just of the players and the results on the field, but of the look and of the classic uh, style and of kind of maintaining that image. 
Um, and it, it, it's, it's important to people. Um, and I think that became as obvious as ever in the reactions to this, both positively and negatively, after the announcement was made today. Yeah, and I want to be clear about something um, to, to sort of give away where I'm going to go with this. I, I didn't love the the uniform, so I might be kind of negative about all this stuff. But I want to be clear, like, you know, in the grand scheme, and I don't want to speak for you, but I, I, I probably can when I say that we both agree that this doesn't really matter. Like, <laughs> like neither of us are losing, in spite of how much vitriol, like, I might start to... I don't know, spew about this. Like no one's losing sleep over this. So I, I want to be clear about that. There are things that are much more important to this, but both baseball related and non-baseball related, obviously. Um, so that's it. I, I want to have that little disclaimer out there because I know, I know there's a lot of people who are like, you know, well, why are people, you know, this up in arms about uniforms and stuff like that. But what you said is right. Like I think a lot of Cardinal fans do care about kind of the brand and they should, you know, the Cardinals have one of the best uniforms in baseball, in my opinion. I, you know, I think it's right up there with the Detroit's home whites. Um, I actually, I like the Cubs home whites, uh, the Yankees, um, they're right up there. And I think why the alternates, the home alternates in 2013 worked so well is one, they, they felt so novel at the time just because they were different and the Cardinals hadn't worn a different uniform, uh, in, in so long, it seemed like. Um, so so they were novel, but also they stayed true to the uniform in terms of the birds on the bat um, was basically still the same. They just kind of mixed it up a little bit with the St. Louis um, instead of the Cardinals, um, you know, on the front. And the piping, which, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the piping, but whatever. Uh, overall, I thought they, they were great. Yeah, I agree. And I think there was, like I said, a little bit of concern in adding an alternate jersey because, and to be clear, look, a lot of teams do this, but I think that's part of the dilemma for Cardinals fans is that a lot of teams do it. They don't all do it very well. And sometimes you get so many looks going on that you sort of lose that that image, that look that defines you as a team that is so classic, that is such a part of the history. And a lot of Cardinals fans really didn't want to see that go away. And I think that's why that 2013 home Saturdays alternate was so well received is because you didn't lose anything that that said this is the St. Louis Cardinals with that jersey. It just was a bit of a throwback with the the cream color and the piping, but it still kept that very clean, very classic, very symbolic feel of who the Cardinals are, um, you know, in 2013, but also the heritage that they have that leads up to that. So those, I think, went over very well. I know that there was a lot of conversation, a lot of deliberation, and and the uh, ownership and, and front office talked a lot about how intentional they were in the design process of that that uniform because they wanted to, um, you know, be respectful of that classic Cardinals thing, which is why this the the reveal today of the powder blues is very confusing to me because i, I let i guess we'll just start here it's the same jersey it's just blue <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's not really what people think of when they think of the powder blues i think of the the pullover jerseys right yeah and if we're going to and i think the, the what i was most intrigued about with this announcement and maybe intrigued about my, you know, using the word in, intrigued is probably 
laying it on a little thick with what we with the whole charade that went on today. But I was curious if they one if they were going to go back to like the the poll overlook, and two if they were going to like commit to this for um, like like the ent- their entire road game, well, like all the road games, like because it seemed like a lot for something that was just going to be like mm-hmm. oh, once a month we're going to do this or whatever you know it turned out to be. All the road uh, Saturday games, which I think I heard someone say that's 13 games total. Um, And the reason why I don't like it is because the pullover look, to me, works very well. There's something about the V-neck. There's something about the – I don't know if the piping throws it off or the St. Louis. Like, there's just too much going on there. Um, But I was was kind of excited if I – when I thought there was a chance it was just going to be that pullover look with kind of like the old – birds on the bat style you know before they kind of got like the beady you know the old bird didn't have those um googly eyes which i've i've heard other people complain about it had more of kind of like a business look you know like we're, we're here we're gonna kick some ass i guess and now the new one kind of looks like i shouldn't say new one he's been around for a while now but the new bird on the bat kind of looks like he has a secret that he wants to tell a bunch of people in the room and he's not sure like who he can trust or something there's a there was a there was this old Far Side cartoon, um, which to me is like the greatest one-panel comic strip of all time. But there was where like all these cows were waiting uh, for slaughter. Basically, they're at this farm and they're waiting outside the slaughterhouse. And it said something like, "I don't know." Only George and his oversized brain sense there was something wrong. And there showed this cow with like <laughs> this big brain with this big head, and he had these big googly eyes, wondering like, "What is going on here?" You know. That's always kind of what the cardinal, the new cardinal's eyes look like to me. And so I was excited <laughs> if I thought there was a chance we can go back to the whole pullover look and all of that. But they didn't do that. They just basically used Photoshop and took the home alternates and dyed them blue and then said, there you go. Yeah, that's exactly what, in fact, if you could see my notes right now, um, my notes basically say it's like they used the paint bucket tool (laughs) and just changed the white to blue. Um, But it's so to me, it's not it's not a throwback. It's just uh, maybe a nod to the past, but in a a very strange way to me. It's like they didn't want to commit to the powder blue throwbacks. So it's a way that they can kind of give a a hat tip to that era without actually going all the way. And it just, to me, I know that there are some people who really like it. I know that there are some people who really hate it, but to me, it's just, it's kind of like, well, like I said, it just, it's strange to me with as much thought went into the, the cream colored alternates for Saturdays at home, that this was sort of just like, I don't know, we'll just keep it and make it blue. (laughs) I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't like it. One, just because, I'm not down with like a bunch of jerseys. I, I, I'm, you can have one, everything should have one home white jersey, one colored away jersey. And then, you know, if you want to have like maybe one alternate, fine. But I feel like now, especially when you get into like the Sunday home uh, caps and stuff like that, I feel like we're getting a little too much, too many, like, you know, like the NBA, like if you're the 76ers, you have like nine uniforms, you know, <laughs> you don't know which they're going to wear. And obviously this has a lot to do with sales. You know, they're already selling these in the uh, team store, I think. And I don't want to be too insufferable and be like, you know, we're all pawns in this corporate cash grab. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be like that guy, but that, that is basically what is going on here. Uh, And another thing I'll say about it, had they been true throwbacks and gone to the pullovers, 
why don't all teams wear those anyway? Why are team? Why are people wearing belts and, and buttons on baseball <laughs> uniforms when you you know when you're diving and stuff like that? That can't be as comfortable as the pullovers, right? That seems like a very logical point and one that I think only uh, assists this weird. Why didn't you go with the full throwback? Now, I, I do, I do want to say, I feel like the powder blues you either love them or you hate them. At least people who have any sort of really strong emotional reaction to them. Again, like I said, I, I, that was before I was old enough to really be a, a Cardinals fan. So I don't have that strong emotional attachment, but I told my dad about the announcement. He was super excited about it. He seemed to really like them. Um, but I also know that there are some some very reasonable people <laughs> that are very, very uh, opposed to the powder blue simply because it's not a Cardinals color. Um, and I do think it, it is a little bit jarring to see the powder blue, maybe without the context of having watched the the guys who wore them play. But I, I don't know. Do you have do you have a strong opinion about the powder blue itself? Not really. Um, like you, they predate me as well. The first season I remember is 1985, and I barely remember that season. And I think that was the first time they also – I think that was the first time they went away um, when they adopted the Grays on the road. My my connection to the Powder Blues is mostly from old baseball cards or, you know, yeah. watching the same YouTube clips that, that I'm sure you've watched. Um, I like them. I, I think they're really cool looking it, when done right. And I just don't think they did these right. So for people who maybe aren't aware or weren't didn't watch the announcement today, um, there was this conversation that apparently took place. Uh, Kerry Robinson is evidently the guy who initiated this as far as talking to, to Mo about it, talking to Bill DeWitt III about it, and basically said, hey, we need, we need the Powder Blues back. We need this look back, which is kind of a fascinating side of this to me in general, that uh, you know the voice of Kerry Robinson is the one that finally won over <laughs> DeWitt to, to create something like this. Um, but there, the minor league teams have done a powder blue alternate the last couple of years. Memphis did one last year that seemed yeah. to go over really well, no, looked nice, really yeah. sharp. Um, everyone seemed to love it. And, uh, you know, unless you're just very anti-blue <laughs> to, to Cardinals uniforms, but they did it really well. Um, and there was a lot of talk about, even when we were, um, I was in St. Louis this spring for the Blogger Day and DeWitt was talking then about the fact that he's he doesn't really like the powder blues, but he saw what Memphis did and really liked that. So I was sort of under the impression that if they ever went with the powder blue, it would be something more like what Memphis did. Th that's not what happened. Um, again, it's the same jersey as the alternate cream-colored Saturday jerseys. It's just blue. So um, I did want to <laughs> mention one more thing about Kerry Robinson. Uh, he was trying to talk about why this was significant, why it was a good idea. Uh, I thought it was really funny because he said, you know, kids like colors these days, <laughs> um, which is apparently a reason to, to turn your jerseys blue. <laughs> so one, there might actually be something to that. You know, if, if this is something that they looked into and said, you know, free agents find actually, you know, people like Bryce Harper love stuff like this, and, you know, or, or whatever. And if, if there's an inkling of truth to that, then you know what, I'm all for it, in spite of how I may object to them, you know, aesthetically or whatever. Uh, the funny thing you brought up Kerry Robinson, 
Do you, have you ever read the book Three Nights in August? That Buzz Bissinger book. Um, I have not. Okay, it's it's pretty good. It you know it has some kind of outdated thinking on kind of like the saber movement, but overall, I think it's a very good book. Um, but basically, it's uh, I want to say what season is that from? I believe the two thousand three season where Buzz Bissinger kind of follows Larusa around for uh, three games versus the Chicago Cubs at Bush Stadium. And one thing that one thing that sort of emerges is that Larusa is not a huge fan of Kerry Robinson, <laughs> and and that's the first thing I always think of when I think of him. So it shocked me to know he had this much uh, sway in the <laughs> within the organization right. to like actually. <laughs> Um, get the ball rolling on new uniforms. Like that'd be like if I don't know Steve Klein all of a sudden said called up Mozeliak and said, you know what? I think uh, I don't know. I, I think we should have new hats. <laughs> you know, and they, and they, and they did it. Yeah, it was uh, not what I was expecting, especially when all of the the promos for it were obviously about Ozzie Smith. But he was really only there to be the guy that people knew who wore a powder blue jersey. Everything about sort of creating them seemed to stem from Kerry Robinson. Now, I think, so the one thing that I did find interesting and that I think is is actually maybe a silver lining that doesn't have to do with the actual look is that in the announcement today, DeWitt and, and Ozzie Smith and even Kerry Robinson were telling some of the stories about those teams. And I found it really, really interesting that maybe having this jersey that sort of represents that era will be a good reason to tell some of those those old stories to a new generation of baseball fans that never really had anything to do with those teams. And if that's something that comes out of it, I think that's probably a good thing because there are plenty of great stories to tell that maybe this way won't get lost to a new generation of Cardinals fans who are coming up and, you know, watching a Harrison Bader and, and wanting to be like a uh, Colton Wong or, or whomever it is. Now they'll have some of those stories to hear as well, partly because those guys are wearing these, these jerseys. No, I think that's a worthwhile point, especially if we get to hear about players um, from that era that aren't talked about as much as Ozzy or Willie. Um, yeah. You know, I'm thinking of like George Hendrick or Daryl Porter, um, you, you know, some of those guys who were kind of um, pushed aside because of how many characters were on some of those teams, you know, and got more of the press. Um, and another thing I will say also is maybe – I, I think I heard like March 30th against the Brewers or something like that. It seems early, but I, I think that's when I heard we is when we'll first see these jerseys in action. And maybe when we actually see them on the field, you know, on green grass, we'll be like, oh my gosh, look at that. They look incredible. We were all wrong. We all should, uh, this is our penance for, you know, being such curmudgeons <laughs> about this. And, you know, we should all have to publicly apologize or something. So, because, he, he, you know, it's just like Harrison Bader up there, like just modeling the jersey over a pair of black pants. You and know, a very and, puffy sweatshirt. Yeah, I don't know yeah. that they thought that through. Yeah, as, as pleasing to the eyes as Harrison Bader, you know, <laughs> you know, typically is, you know, that's not right, always right. the best way uh, to show a jersey in action. And uh, speaking of which, you, did you, you saw that picture they tweeted of him later, right, in the full uniform? Yes. He, he looked miserable. He looked miserable the whole time he was up there. It very much looked like he was literally the only player they could get to show up today. And that's why he did it. Um, but even looking miserable, I felt like the whole ensemble was a much better look than just the jersey. Yeah. And so maybe once they're they're on the field and, and we're seeing them in action, um, we'll, we'll kind of see see what the whole point was and 
you know, I'm sure by then we'll hopefully have forgotten about, even if we don't like them, by then we won't really care as much because, like we said, it's really not a huge deal. It's not, but it is something to talk about in the offseason. One last question for you on this before we move on to the chirp of the week, which I'm quite excited about. Um, if you could give them just one other jersey, if it was, you know, the home jerseys, home uniforms, away uniforms, one alternate, what would it be? Would it be like the, the cream colored Saturday alternates or would it be something else? This is an alternate and not like, and, and so I'm not Or cha- if you could just change one of their jerseys entirely. Okay. Um, that's a good question. I might ask you the same question when I'm done answering. I, you know, I, I hate to answer this way because I always feel like uh, too many of us live in like the whitey ball era. You know, I, I'm sure it must be really annoying to people who didn't grow up watching those teams. Uh, but I really do love the home and home and away pullover look from from that time, like kind of the red, white and blue waistbands and stuff. And when I say away, I mean the gray aways and not the powder blue aways. Um, I, I think to me, those are just perfect jerseys, uh, especially with the... Uh, whether high stirrups or high socks, uh, I love that look. Um, and I think they have, you know, I just like they've done the powder blues, the right powder blues before for like, you know, a throwback weekend. I think they did that against the Brewers one time. You know, they've done the the home whites uh, before too. And I think they look awesome. Um, so I would do those, I think. I <laughs> I like those as well. I actually have um, an old white pullover jersey that was my dad's um, that I sort of stole. Sorry, dad. Um, but I love it. I love that. But I do have to say, uh, Cardinal Gifts did a quick mock-up of these new jerseys, um, this new uniform look in gray instead of in powder blue. And it was awesome. Those did look so cool. I agree. That would yeah. probably be my choice uh, as far as a road look in the all gray um with the st louis across the front they looked pretty pretty sweet so you know mo <laughs> build it if you're looking for uh your next jersey change maybe you should try that one i don't know uh or maybe just stick to the classic and keep everyone happy <laughs> yeah I, I don't think they can call another announcement for another alternate i think uh i think we're stuck with these powder blues for at least for the time being for a little bit at least for 13 road Saturdays this yeah, year. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. I got to say the chirp of the week is becoming one of my favorite parts of this show. And I haven't brought anything to, to the table as of yet. Um, but that's okay because Alex has so many great things to say. And this week he has yet another awesome chirp of the week for us. Okay. So as I understand it, today this will air to the public. It will be uh, November 21st, a Wednesday. Uh, and that is uh, the day Stan Musial was born. Um, he would have been 98 if you if you were still alive today. So it, it's Stan Musial's birthday. There's so many amazing facts about Stan Musial. He was just such a great ball player across the board. Um, and pretty, he pretty much had like a perfect career. One of the stats I've always loved about him, and this gets a lot of play, um, but I almost don't think it gets enough play because it's so cool. It's that, and you've probably heard this, Tara, that he had he finished his career with 1,815 hits at home and 1,815 hits on the road. I love that. Now, if you look, he was slightly, as you would expect, a slightly better hitter at home. He had a better OPS, uh, you know, better slugging, stuff like that. Um, but if you were to take his road splits and extrapolate that, over his entire career, he would still easily be a Hall of Famer. 
I wanted to look at his split, his home and away splits, and see if there were any other, I guess, similar things that matched up perfectly like this. And I found that he had 39 stolen bases at home and also 39 stolen bases on the road for his career. Huh. And that's the only other one. That's not too interesting because, I, I don't know, that's not a ton of stolen bases. But what I found is he was actually pretty bad at stealing bases. <laughs> he stole bases at about 53% success rate. As I said, he had 39 career stolen bases at home. He also got caught 28 times at home. He had 39 stolen bases on the road, and he got caught an equal amount 39 times on the road. And so I was curious, I, you know, I was like, well, maybe the era back then, that was pretty normal in terms of that success rate. Because, you know, what, what do they say now? They say 75%, if you're, if you're in around that number or above it, then go ahead and steal bases. If you're not reaching that, that clip, then you probably should just stay on first. Um, Looking at you, Matt Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was obviously well below that. And the league was not quite as good as um, at stealing bases as they are now, I would say. Um, but they were still, as a whole, Stan Musial is well below league average. I think I saw in like 1950, was it 1954, the league's stolen base rate was 57%, success rate. And that's pretty bad. But it also, it also fluctuated a ton. Like at one point, it went up as high as like 73%. And I'm talking about from, from his career, which is like from the early 40s to the early 60s. That's what I learned. Stan Musial, as great as he was at everything, he's the perfect Cardinal, bad at stealing bases. <laughs> Which, as you say that, I'm thinking, well, he's still the perfect Cardinal then. <laughs> well, he is. And, and he's, he was smart because he only had 78 career stolen bases. Um, he didn't try to steal that many bases total. He only tried like about less than seven times per year. So he maybe recognized he wasn't that great at it. So he, he didn't try to do it all that often. And, and there you go. Stan Musial, same number of hits at home in a way, same number of stolen bases home in a way, but he was bad at that part. <laughs> well, he was good at pretty much everything else. So I, I guess we can let that one slide. Um, but even Stan Musial has, uh, has moments of weakness. What, 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 did I, what did I say last week that we thought, oh yeah, I said I thought Harper's going to go to the Cubs yeah. and now I'm saying bad things about Stan Musial. Um, so if they haven't stopped listening yeah. to the show yet. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, that's Alex, everybody. <laughs> uh, no, but hey, I I love learning those kinds of things, and I, I hope you all listening do as well. Um, maybe I'll do the chirp of the week next time so that Alex doesn't <laughs> run any more people off. <laughs> Most important thing is it's Stan Musial's birthday, and uh, you know he was obviously awesome. Uh, I'm not a, the biggest Bob Costas fan, but every once in a while I do watch his eulogy from Musial's funeral because he was perfect at that. If you've ever watched it. And if there's any day to watch it, you should watch it uh, on Wednesday because that is uh, Stan Musial's birthday. And then you, you can go into your Thanksgiving weekend all full of new knowledge and inspired by Stan the Man and then uh, come back and listen to Chirps again next week. So there you have it. That is episode three of Chirps. If you missed the first two, you can maybe check those out over the long weekend as well after your you know, you wake up from your, your Thanksgiving nap, perhaps. And while you're there, uh, you can subscribe or you can leave us a review if you're feeling chatty. 
Of course, you can follow Alex and I both on Twitter. He's AlexCard79. I am Tara Wellman on the Twitter. And you can send us topic ideas or general thoughts on the show. We'll be back next week. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a show all about hairstyles since we talked about fashion this week. I'm kidding. Maybe. But we'll talk to you then. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. 